If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Hello and welcome to the Nutrition Diva Podcast. This is Monica Reinagel, and today's topic was suggested by a longtime listener, Stacy, who sent me a picture of something called watermelon seed flour. Is this another hyped up thing or legit? She wants to know, does it work like wheat flour? Now I have to admit to you that Stacy's email was the first I'd heard about watermelon seed flour. Come to think of it, with the advent of seedless watermelons, which surely ranks as one of the top accomplishments of the modern era, I can't remember the last time I even saw a watermelon seed. Well, apparently all those seeds that are no longer gracing our fruit salads have now been ground up and rebranded as a low-carb, grain-free flour alternative. So is watermelon seed flour nutritious? Well, a quarter cup of watermelon seed flour provides 15 grams of fat, 9 grams of protein, and just 3 grams of carbohydrate. That high fat content means it's also relatively high in calories. A quarter cup of watermelon seed flour has 180 calories, compared with 160 in almond flour, 130 in coconut flour, and just 110 calories in a quarter cup of whole wheat flour. The nutritional profile of watermelon seed is probably most similar to that of almond flour. But I did put together one of my famous comparison tables showing the nutritional values for lots of different types of alternative and non-alternative flours. And you can find that on my blog at nutritionovereasy.com. But it seems that what's not in watermelon seed flour is just as important as what is in it. According to one of the leading purveyors of watermelon seed flour, it is not just grain-free and gluten-free, but also top eight free. And what they mean by that is that it doesn't contain any of the eight foods that are responsible for 90% of all food allergy reactions. The big eight, as they are called, are, and this is roughly in order from the most to the least common, dairy, shellfish, fish, wheat, eggs, nuts, peanuts, and soy. Now, being free of common allergens might seem like a pretty big plus, and indeed, many consumers interpret this sort of of front-of-package labeling, like Big 8 Free, as an indication that foods that are free of these allergens are somehow more healthful or more nutritious. But, you know, for the 95% of the population who do not have allergies to these foods, there's really no advantage to avoiding them. Contrary to some mistaken impressions, eating a food like wheat or soy does not increase your chances of developing an allergy to it. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak then this is your sign to call, 
text or chat. 988 for free confidential support anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Watermelon seed flour also seems to have been taken up by those who follow the paleo diet, which attempts to emulate the diet eaten by the hunter-gatherer humans who roamed the earth millions of years ago before the dawn of agriculture and domesticated livestock. The first watermelon seed flour recipe that I was able to find online was for low-carb paleo pancakes and waffles. You know, I have mixed feelings about the paleo diet movement, which I talked about more in a previous episode. Paleo enthusiasts can be awfully dogmatic about what is and isn't paleo approved, and I find that kind of ironic given how little we actually know for sure about what various paleolithic populations ate and their health issues. And for a movement that purports to be a return to our nutritional roots, there seem to be an awful lot of very highly processed paleo foods. I picture early humans roaming the aisles of my local natural grocery store, tossing paleo-approved coffee creamer and energy bars and cheese puffs and mayonnaise into their prehistoric carts, and then heading home to heat up their prehistoric waffle irons for a batch of fresh watermelon seed waffles. I think something may have gotten lost in translation here. Many people who have embraced the paleo or the low-carb ethic have come to see grains as inherently unhealthy. But apparently, people who adopt low-carb and paleo lifestyles find it challenging to go without this category of food. In fact, most of the paleo recipes that I've come across seem to be attempts to make bread, cookies, muffins, and other baked goods without resorting to the use of grains. For example, you'll find lots of paleo baking flour mixes, both prepackaged ones and recipes for ways to make it at home. And most of these contain some combination of almond, coconut, cassava, tapioca, or arrowroot starch. And I've included all of those in that comparison table I made for you. Now, many of these products claim that you can simply substitute them for the same amount of regular wheat flour in your recipes. And I guess you can, but if you're expecting to get the same results, you're likely to be a little disappointed. The gluten protein in wheat and many other grains has unique properties which add strength, elasticity, and lift to batters and doughs. So grain-free and gluten-free baked goods tend to be heavier and denser than their grain-containing counterparts. So just to answer Stacy's question, no, watermelon seed flour will not work like wheat flour. But if you can't eat wheat or you just enjoy playing around with these alternative flours, I'd suggest using watermelon flour similarly to the way you'd use almond flour. But the real question here is, does avoiding grains make your diet healthier? Personally, unless you have a specific intolerance, I don't think you need to completely eliminate grains in order to have a healthy diet. That said, grain-based foods, especially those that are made with refined flour, can contribute an awful lot of calories to your diet without contributing a whole lot of nutritional value. So to the extent that avoiding grains means that you end up eating fewer baked goods and more vegetables... I can see how it could improve the quality of your diet, but 
If you simply replace grain-based foods with an equally excessive amount of grain-free bread, crackers, cookies, muffins, and waffles, I'm not sure how much you've actually accomplished from a nutrition perspective. So whether your baked goods and other treats are made with wheat, rice, cassava, or watermelon seed flour, I suggest that you exercise the same degree of moderation. So what are your thoughts about grain-free baking? Is watermelon seed flour something you'd like to try? Well, if you do, I would love to see what you make with it. You can post photos of your creations on my Facebook page, which is at facebook.com slash nutritiondiva. If you have a question that you'd like me to answer in a future podcast, you can email me at nutrition at quickanddirtytips.com, or you can leave me a voicemail at 443-961-6206. Be sure to tell me if it's okay to use your voice on the show. The Nutrition Diva podcast is a quick and dirty tips podcast. Our audio engineer is Nathan Sems with script editing by Adam Cecil. Our operations and editorial manager is Michelle Margulis. Our assistant manager is Emily Miller and our marketing and publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin. That's all for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.